اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 23 of Soul Food titled Danger. And in this episode, we're going to cover the delicacy and the way to be careful in this sixth obstacle, the stage that Imam al-Ghazali is talking about. We'll look at the importance of acceptance. And then finally, we'll talk about focusing on Allah, focusing on God, the glorious and majestic. So the delicacy of this stage, as Imam al-Ghazali tells us, is very precise and it is very dangerous and if you have made it this far the stakes are very high and you have to be careful and deliberate not to destroy all the good that has been established because there's still more to go and even though we're coming to the end of this sixth obstacle that it is still a very delicate stage There's still more to go. And do not prematurely think that you are safe from ostentation and self-admiration just yet. And Imam al-Ghazali says, if you get past this stage, then you will be successful. But if you fail, you will lose everything. So self-admiration and showing off or ostentation, they're very hard to detect. It's a very deep and almost camouflaged aspect of the nafs that you have to be very careful and mindful of. And Imam al-Ghazali tells a story of one of the righteous who was a tailor and he really made this beautiful garment and spent a whole lot of time perfecting this piece of clothing and making sure that it was done very well and that it didn't have any flaws or any inconsistencies. And then he took this garment to the marketplace in order to sell it. And a person who was like a connoisseur or a master of really judging and looking at items of clothing, he started pointing out certain flaws. For example, maybe the threading or the symmetry or whatever it may be. So when he said that to this righteous man who was a tailor, he began to weep. And the man felt really bad. He said, I'm sorry, like I didn't mean to just point out all the flaws and hurt your feelings. If you're hurt, I'll buy it anyway. Tell me whatever price and I'll buy it. I don't want you to cry this way. And the righteous man, he said, you know, I'm not crying because you saw the flaws in the garment, but it made me think about the effort that I put into making this garment perfect and the fact that I was not able to see the flaws. But you who are a connoisseur and a perfectionist, you're able to see the flaws. So when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we present Him with our good deeds and we think that our deeds are free of flaws and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the all-seeing, the all-knowing looks upon our deeds that we might think are so great, then what flaws does He see in them and what ugliness does He see in them? 
So if you, another created being, are able to see certain things that I'm not able to see, then what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala see of hidden desires and egotistical pollution and poisoning of our deeds when we present Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our ibadah? So that made him weep. So that's something that we have to think about when we're reflecting on self-admiration. This brings us to the next point, which is the importance of acceptance. That when we are seeking something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we really should be seeking is acceptance. And that one of the ways that we protect ourselves from falling into ostentation and self-admiration is being concerned with Allah accepting that deed from us. Right, So when we become ostentatious, when we try to show off for someone, we want to impress someone, what we have to remind ourselves of is that other people cannot accept your deeds. They cannot make what you do accepted by Allah, even if they're really impressed. So why should we be concerned and sometimes obsessed with what they think about us or what they know about us or don't know about us? or their opinions of us in any way. One of the great Imams, Sufyan al-Thawri, may Allah have mercy on him, he once visited a man who was treating him to dinner. So when they were bringing out the food, the man said to his son or his servant or whatever, bring out the food on the platter that I got after I came back from my first hajj. Then he said, no, 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 you know what? Actually, bring it out on the platter that I got after I came back from my second hajj. And Sayyidina Sufyan al-Thawri, he said, you know, this poor man, miskeen, you know, this poor man, he just destroyed his hajj over this. In other words, what? He presented and he showed off, oh, you know what? I've not only done hajj once, I did hajj twice. And he described the platter based on his hajj trying to impress Imam Sufyan al-Thawri. And he said, you know, this poor man, he destroyed his hajj by showing it off in this way. So impressing other people not only doesn't make the act accepted, it can actually destroy it. So we have to be very careful of that. And then the focus on acceptance is really what matters. Imam al-Ghazali says the smallest act of obedience, the smallest act, if it is safe from ostentation and self-admiration, will have great worth with Allah. And the greatest act of worship, like the hajj that we just talked about, if it is afflicted with ostentation or self-admiration, it becomes worthless. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu, may Allah be well pleased with him, he said, an act that is accepted is never small. How can it ever be small when it is accepted? That it is accepted by Allah and who is the one who has accepted it? The Lord of the worlds. And sometimes it's that thing that you don't think anything of. Like the woman who was had in her past life many sins, but then she went down into the well to get a dog, a thirsty dog, some water. And because of that, Allah accepted her and entered her into paradise. You know, you might think it's nothing at all, but because you think it's nothing, it is not afflicted with the diseases of self-admiration or showing off, so it becomes accepted. So we need to focus on acceptance. We need to focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that brings us to the final point of focusing on God. 
there are angels that Allah has created and from the moment he created them, they have been engaged in worship non-stop. There are some angels who have been in sujood from the moment God created them and other angels who are in a state of remembrance from the moment God created them. They're not like us. They don't need to sleep. They don't need food. And Allah created them and they obey him. And they are not veiled from Allah's majesty and perfection and worthiness of being devoted, uh, devoted to and admired endlessly. But even those angels, they say, Subhanaka, glory be to you, exalted are you. We have not worshipped you as you deserve. That Allah is deserving of even more than that. And look at our beloved Prophet وسلم, who was the greatest of God's creation and Abdullah al-Kamil, the perfected servant of God. He would say, لا أحصي ثناء عليك I cannot encompass your praise. أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك You are as you praise yourself. In other words, I am a created being and you are infinite and you are the one without beginning and the one without end and the completely self-subsistent. Subhanak, glory be to you. I cannot praise you, but we praise you as you have praised yourself. And he also said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that no one will enter paradise by their own actions, like alone, that you do not deserve or earn paradise by your own actions. So don't become overly impressed with them. And then the companions asked, Not even you, O Messenger of Allah? And he said, Not even me, except if Allah immerses me in His mercy. Except if Allah immerses me in His mercy. And this is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. So turn to Allah, Imam al-Ghazali says, and hold on to His door and call out to Him with humility, crying in the middle of the night, and asking for him, begging from him, because there's no salvation except through his mercy and no safety from the oceans of tribulation except through his enabling grace and assistance and that there is no power or ability except by Allah. So that brings us to the call to action. Whenever the thought of showing off or becoming impressed with yourself occurs, and it can be subtle, so keep an eye out for it whenever it occurs. Someone says, MashaAllah, that was amazing. Your Qur'an recitation was beautiful. Oh, you're so generous. Oh, you prayed so many rak'ahs or whatever. Or someone walks in the room and you start to improve your own recitation or you want to impress them at some level. What do you do? You brush it away by saying, Oh Allah, I ask you for acceptance. If everyone in the world accepts you, but it's not accepted by Allah, it's worthless. And if nobody in the world ever knows about it, and nobody ever thinks that this person is, has any value whatsoever, but their deeds are accepted by Allah, that person will have eternal honor. And that person, people will be envious of them on the day of resurrection. So whenever that thought occurs, Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for acceptance. رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Oh Allah, accept from us. Indeed, you are the one who hears all and knows all. 
وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.